you're going to play broken. Let's just, we got scars, we got wounds. I get it. But you got to flip in, get in the game. We're going to play broken. Kobe's done it. Flipping Tiger's done it. We're all doing it. We all have wounds. We all have underbellies. But you know what? Drop the fig leaf. Be real. Stop being a poser. Expose who you truly are through your brand. Draw people to God through that process. Stop doing good things. Make it God things. And ultimately ask yourself, is what I'm doing today going to show up in eternity? I don't care if you work at a grocery store or FedEx truck or dig a ditch. It all underwrites whatever God's entrusted to you whoever's in your world, and the influence that you have. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. So my wife tells me I use the word excited way too much. So today I am thrilled. I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm pumped. Can I say that? Uh, to bring on our guest. Uh, he is an incredible guest. I actually heard him on another show and realized I have got to get this brother in front of my audience. Uh, so um, I am so, so excited about having him here and telling his story. He's actually the first artist. Uh, creator in a sense that we have that we've had on the show uh, so really looking forward to introducing him but before I do that um, there's you know I, I told you last week and I've been telling you last two shows that if you take a screenshot of this episode and put it on your LinkedIn or put it on your Instagram I'm going to give you a shout out and so only a couple of you took me serious and I want to give a quick shout out to my man Stuart Grazier uh, thanks, brother, for for spotlighting this show and talking about its impact it's having on you and your business. Uh, so Stuart is the co-founder of Storehouse 310. It's a turnkey real estate operations in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They buy, rehab, rent, and sell cash-flowing rental properties that help their investors gain financial freedom through rental real estate. I love that. But also, this is what I really love. They give 10% of all of their net profits to partner with a nonprofit organization with a goal to buy a home to use as a military veteran refuge for wounded service members and their family while they're attending treatment at a VA hospital. So, man, thank you. Thank you so much, Stuart, for that. But more importantly, man, for reflecting the values of a kingdom capitalist and really using your business to glorify God and really help people. What an incredible model. So thank you for that. Uh, and then speaking of real estate entrepreneurs, uh, guys, we have an incredible mastermind already popping off called Kingdom Capitalist. Uh, we have an in-person event coming in in April, and I would love, love to see you there. And so if that's something you're interested in, uh, go to kingdomcapitalist.co, and uh, there's an application on the website, and that'll get you uh, on a phone call with me. Love to meet you. I'd love to see if it's a good fit to have you in this with us. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce uh, my guest to you today, Noah Elias. Noah is the founder and CEO of a bunch of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great Flood Publishing, Noah Studios. Uh, he was voted top 25 artists in the world by Art Business News Magazine and is the creator of The Kid in Me, which tells the adventures of the kid in each of us through the eyes of a child and products can be found in Disney theme parks. If you follow his Instagram, he's always at Disney. It's really entertaining. It makes me feel like a kid again. His previous projects were with Lexus, Toyota, MTV, Microsoft, uh, and he was actually recently voted by Microsoft as one of the 10 most influential companies under 10 employees. Uh, so much, I mean, we could talk about he's the author 
of a, of a few bu- uh, books, Speed Bumps, Fear Hunters, which maybe he can point us to in the episode. Um, but he is working on some really big things in the investment kind of capital world. Uh, and I am just so, so thrilled to introduce Noah to you today and get into his story. Noah, welcome to the show, brother. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell our audience where you're located out of right now. Uh, well, currently, I, well, I live in Southern California, right near Disneyland, but right now I am actually in Orlando. I was down in Tampa with Joel Marion yesterday, Jordan Rayner yesterday doing a couple other podcasts. Yeah. So I tried to maximize the trip, went down there, did those, and then um, came back up to Orlando. I signed with Disney tonight, Friday night, then I go tomorrow and Sunday, fly back home. So I, I go back and forth, West Coast, East Coast for six weeks straight on this tour. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a life of strategy. Uh, intentionality and like maximizing every minute that, you know, that includes family date nights and um, all of it. So yeah, it's a, it's a busy season right now, but it's all amazing. Man, I love it. Both those guys I look up to those guys. Jordan, actually, we just had on the podcast show uh, two, two episodes ago. Um, nice. So were you on his show or were you guys yeah, just clapping? both? So okay. we went in and then I filmed him for mine. Nice. Uh, my new podcast, uh, success and significance podcast. And then, uh, then I went down to Joel. So he, uh, Jordan filmed me for his, I filmed, uh, filmed him for mine. So when I just your, love maximizing it. When does your podcast launch? Just so we know. It, it'll, it'll be out. When are you, when are you posting this one? Uh, it'll be out and this one will be out in about two weeks. Yeah. So I'm hoping to have it live by then. Um, if it isn't just stay heads up, uh, noelias.net. You guys can catch all my updates there. And if you get on my list, uh, I send out pings to everybody of like every event, every happening, all of that. So yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that you guys are well, aware of that because I definitely appreciate your support. Yeah, our audience is going to want to definitely follow that. So we'll, we'll make sure we spotlight that when that's ready. So just let us Love know. It. So, hey, before we get going, man, my wife told me I couldn't, I couldn't interview you unless, you know, because you're an artist, she's an artist. She, she, so she's like, you got to ask him like what his favorite medium is. Kind okay. of where, where, oh, I thought you were going to make me talk right like now. Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, favorite medium. Um, I use airbrush and brush. I started with the airbrush back uh, when I was 17, 18. And it was a tool that gave me that photorealism that I was looking for. And um, back in the day, Tower Records, uh, record stores used to do these massive reproductions of, of album covers. I'm like, dang it, man. However, they're making those things. I want that look and that vibe. And, and so I started just kind of like teaching myself, took one class, but after that, I'm like, okay, I've got this. And it was like a drug. I was addicted to the, the, the technique, but I also knew I wasn't getting the look that I wanted. So I had to really dive into my craft of, you know, those 10,000 hours type of thing. So, mm. <clears throat> um, the good news was, um, uh, I was 16 at the time running the business out of my home or out of, out of while well, I was in high school and, uh, put my business card in the yearbook, called it Noah's art. And, I literally dove into that craft man because I'm like, I want this to be, I want this to be what I do. Um, if if I can make a business from creativity, um, I had the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I knew I had the drive uh, and the discipline to get things made. Um, but it was really, um, it was really all about that tool. It was a niche. It was like, there's a lot of painters out there, but this specific look and vibe, you know, and it's funny too, because that, that look, you know, people used to back in the day associate it with like, oh, you, you know, airbrush the side of vans. And it looks like a <laughs> 70s van, you know, like You're, you yeah. got Thor on the side of it, you know. But dude, it was, it, it, my career uh, took off because of that niche. Most mm-hmm. people think that there's, 
you know, it's too small of a niche, like you're in a pond versus a lake or an ocean of a market. But um, for me, that niche became highly sought after, you know, the Hollywood scene, um, painting the cars for the Fast and the Furious, tattoos on pink for music videos, um, Motorola commercials doing tattoos on, on uh, models, David Beckham's tattoos for a commercial. Like it just, that was a niche and there was a, there was riches in that niche. So you, it wasn't like they, it wasn't like there was very much competition. So kind of get that, that technique, that medium gave me the unfair advantage um, in my field at that time. And so uh, it was, it was really cool. I remember like most Hollywood, Hollywood studios would book my invoice as rental equipment because they, mm. they had nothing to categorize it under. You know, so like, all right, we're just going to rent CO2 tanks. And I'm like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the air guy. So yeah, it was pretty funny. That's so yeah, awesome, tell, tell, tell your wife, it's the airbrush and acrylics. That's so cool. Well, uh, I, so just so our audience knows, like Noah's story is so, so powerful. And so what we're going to get into to today is a little bit of his story and how that is really launching him um, into kind of this next venture. He is just has a real heart for building kingdom leaders and leveraging our resources for the kingdom. Um, and so I just, I'm so looking forward to getting into it. So no, before we, we get going, man, I love just to pray for us, ask yeah. God to bless yep. our time and then we can, we can yep. get into it. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for this hour, however long we have uh, to, to spend time with Noah um, and to really hear just the way that you are using him and using his life. I'm so thankful that he, he went all in with you uh, and that his life is surrendered to you. And I pray that you might use this time uh, to encourage our audience, to encourage me, uh, to see you as uh, the one true king that is worth going all in for. And so I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Cool, man. And so uh, tell us like how this all got st- So you said at 16 was when you, yeah. you started Noah Arts. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah, Noah, yeah Noah's art. Noah's art. <laughs> yep. I like it there. So yeah, tell us a little bit yep. about like, you know, the, the beginning and, and, and how this really got going and, and what motivated you to do that. Yeah. So this is kind of going to be a drink off the fire hose, but I, I, I believe that everybody that's listening here has the, the thick enough skin to kind of take a lot of information in a short amount of time. Yeah. Cause uh, my goal is to help you that's listening. I want you to become the most, um, not just successful, but I want you to become the most significant person uh, taking your time, your talent and your money and your resources, your relational equity that you've got and leverage that where you can arrive in eternity, given high fives and you arrive as the richest person in eternity Mm. where you need it most. Mm. Um, So my main focus is to help people get to the sweet spot of their calling um, so that they can live absolutely 100% with clarity on their purpose. And I believe a ton of people are looking for that and um, can't find the blueprint for that. Um, haven't heard it from their church. Um, they're sitting in church going, this is all cool, dude, but I need to go to the next level. And my heart is yearning for way more. And I'm not hearing what I need to hear. Um, I get it. I was there hundred um, percent. But let me tell you how I got there and how I found the answers. Um, yeah, and, and I'll just literally share them open book to you today. So, Here's the deal. When I was 16 and I was going door to door on a bike, uh, selling some artwork, hey, you need a sign, you want graphic design done. That was what so many people call is the hustle. That's like taking it to the streets, you know, word of mouth and just literally being unapologetic in your in your craft. Um, 
taking it to market. No social media, no desktop publishing, no websites, no nothing, dude. Like it was all word of mouth referrals. That's, and I'm just telling you, it's uh, my new book, 31 Disciplines of Successful Creatives. Grab that devotional because one of the disciplines in there is your relational equity is one of your greatest assets. Might, might even be one of your most important is the discipline of making sure that you're shoring up your relational equity that you've got with everybody, starting with your spouse, number one client, your children, and everybody else that's in your world. So relational equity is absolutely key. So for me, the art of people, and if you need to listen to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, has to be a, a staple diet in your life. Relational equity is everything. If you don't have it, you're done. Most millennials don't have relational equity, don't know how to get it, don't know how to keep it. So the most, most important thing that a millennial can do is attach themselves to an gen, gen Xer so that they can get that and draft that relational equity because the Gen Xer needs the brilliance and the genius of the millennial for their strategy, creativity, and um, application. Yeah. Whereas the Xer has the relational equity that can be symbiotic in their relationship. So all that to say, for me, the art of people was the most important thing I can invest myself in uh, in growing my business, in growing the brand of me, not working for somebody else, making somebody else money in my 20s. It was all me. So how I handled a negotiation, how I handled a deal, how I handled a, a, like opportunity, how I got a deal, how I took care of people and had clients for life, that sort of thing. So in my 20s, I, I, uh, as soon as I graduated high school, moved into a warehouse, stapled up a drop cloth as a wall in, a lo in my loft up there. Basically was homeless, but lived in there, didn't care, loved it put all my money. Um, I, I lived, I lived 22 years in that warehouse. Wow. I'm like, dude, I should have bought commercial real estate, but I was in the most hopping killer portion of Newport beach and, and Costa Mesa. I was in the, in the heart of the action sports industry. I got to do all murals, branding package design for black flies, sunglasses, got to work with, um, universal pictures, got to work, like I was saying in the Hollywood scene, got to work with CBS. Um, did rap videos and, and airbrushing like it was just it was like non-stop people coming in there and buying art and i was a work for hire guy so whether it was putting a mural in somebody's ceiling painting the race car trailer for craig t nelson um you name it that was a work for hire guy so in order for me to make revenue i had like i needed to have somebody to come in and buy it and then i had to do it all over again so <clears throat> all that to say work was great but i was finding my identity in work and I was finding my net worth or my self-worth in my net worth. Mm. In addition to that, my other identity crisis was because of my parents' um, divorce and because of me wanting to have stability and wanting to have a normal life and this panacea of a, a house with um, uh, a white picket fence and a family and kids and all that, the better I felt is if the, the more of a trophy wife or the trophy relationship that I had, that showed that, man, Noah had it together. I wanted to have everything together. I had the business. I wanted to have the relationship and it showed that Noah had it together. So that was my ego. Now I, I came to know who the Lord was when I was nine years old. That's when my parents split up, but that's also when I came to know who the Lord was. Um, so when I graduated high school, I could either play pro football. I was touring with a, with a, a Christian band at the time. And I was also doing art and blew out my knee. Then I was down to music and art. Then I went straight into art because I was already making money. So when I was living in that warehouse at 28 years old, I hit a midlife crisis because I'd already been doing it for 14 years. I was burned out. I was crying my eyes out up on top of a cliff, listening, like had my headphones on and it was nighttime. I was crying out to the Lord going, dude, what the frick do you want me to do with my life? 
I've got this ability to do creativity. I have this network of people. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this. And I have no, I feel like I have too many options. I just feel paralyzed. And he said, I want you just to take your journal that you've got in your hand right there. And I want you to paint the pages of your journal. And I said, well, who's going to buy that? Who's going to take my underbelly of life and want to hang that on their wall? And he goes, just do it. And I really felt that this is like, this is a moment of a crisis of a belief of like, one, he's 100% real. Two, he 100% is my father. I, you got to remember, I felt orphaned back in when I was nine. My parents both had some addictions and they were off kind of getting themselves put together. So when I was orphaned and kind of you have that orphan mentality, you kind of operate from a wound for a majority of your career in life. And there's a lot of folks that are listening right now that they're living as a poser. And friend, I'm here to tell you, today's the day you're going to drop being a poser. Mm. And you don't need to live as a poser anymore. And when I took the underbelly of who I was, really, and I put that up on a canvas and I purged and I did like 10 canvases, I thought nobody's going to buy this. I was selling art at like two, two grand a piece, but I put $12,000 price point on each one of these things. And a guy walked in word of mouth, yellow Lamborghini pulled up and walked in and bought like four of them. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, this is crazy. So that was kind of like the whole idea of what it means to overcome fear and to be your true authentic self. What would it look like? Uh, one of the questions I do in my coaching is if you had $52 million in the bank, I think you would be acting a lot different today. I think you'd be operating a lot different. You wouldn't be having any fear. You wouldn't be skirting your decisions based on other people's opinions or possible outcomes. You would be a professional failure. You wouldn't give a rip because you're insulated financially. Well, what I coach people is to do is to operate like that because you have billions and trillions in resources via your heavenly father, who's the CEO of your business. So why do you not act like that anyways? And so, um, I started operating after that transaction in a much different perspective, but I did need some counseling to undo these wounds. Went in, dove head first in one of my mentors still to this day. I said, dude, I need to flip and get uncorked and I'm emotionally constipated and I need to get, I need to get flowing and I need to understand who God is, who God's calling me to be and why the flip I'm put on the service and what's my assignment. Through him and another mentor of mine, Bob Shank, who founded the master's program, um, we dove hard into uh, my unique kingdom assignment, my calling, and what that looked like. And a big part of that was taking two years off of relationships because I found all my identity and who I was with, mm -hmm. not who I was. So in that process, I did. Chantel came into my life. She came to me. God invited. God brought her into my life. I didn't go after and create that. She came into my life. Um, we, have, we had two kids uh, in early 2000s. Uh, we now have a 16-year-old daughter, Griffin, and a 15-year-old son, Noah, who's on the uh, autism spectrum and special needs is a massive part of our life, which you're going to see how this, this comes full circle. So Chantel and I got married and uh, she was running a hair business as an entrepreneur, crushing it in Newport Beach, part owners in a salon. I was, um, uh, she carried the weight for us for a lot of years. I was out on cruise ships during the, the, the financial crisis, um, selling art um, on big VIP events. One event, I sold $378,000 worth of my own art. Uh, which was another like, what? Like, what the flip is going on here? Um, so that was, that was a trip. 
but I was taking money. I was getting money anywhere I could possibly get it to underwrite through the, through the recession. But the Lord always brought opportunity in more ways than I could possibly imagine. All that to say, you know, as I tell this story, I'm going to drop everybody nuggets on things that like were key in those moments. Uh, the book, Henry Blackaby, it's going to be a wonderful book for everybody to listen to experiencing God, because it's going to show that on, uh, what I learned that was I rewound the tape of my entire story. Every amazing thing that came into my life was an invitation. I did nothing to get it. I did nothing to self-promote. I did nothing to get it. God brought the invitation. And if you look at any amazing character in the Bible, that like David, Lord went, plucked him out of a field and made him a king. Mm. Moses went and got him. Um, Paul, two by four across the face on the road to Damascus. <laughs> Paul, Paul, didn't, Paul didn't wake up that day like, hey, dude, I'm going to like go encounter God. No, he was just doing his agenda, persecuting people, being, being him, and bam, the Lord invaded his life. This podcast could be that moment for yep. you. But here's what I'm getting at. The Lord's going to invite you into what he wants to do with you versus what you think you can do for him. He's already at work. All you need to do is join him in that work, and he's going to invite you into that. Now, if you're willing to pause for a minute, find out what your true identity is, who you are in Christ, he will invite you into exactly where he needs you, not where you think you need to fit. And so for me, I realized that all the most amazing deals, Disney, my wife, job opportunities, every single big massive opportunity was brought to me. It's not luck. It literally was God's grace. And everybody needs to get the other book by uh, Shea Bynes, S-H-A-E Bynes. It's a book called Grace Over Grind. If you find that you are wearing yourself and your fingernails down to the nub of trying to work a life of hustle and grind, surrender to the whole idea of what it means to operate in God's grace. Um, but that's, that's a massive shift that's going to help you in that. So I was spending my 20s and my 30s in grind realizing that I could have backed off 80% of all my efforts and realized if I operated in the 20% of what God called me to be and learn how to wait on him and become a professional truster and waiter. Literally, if I, if I took all the energy of worrying and trying to craft and make things happen, and I put all that into just trusting him for today, resting in him and having Sabbath, he's going to bring me the divine opportunity. And most people say, dude, there's no way I can do that. My family needs to eat. I got to put money on the table. I got I to gotta hustle. I got to make things happen. I'm like, press pause, dude. Yes, you need to be trustworthy with what God's put in front of you. But your entire heart posture as to how you're going about it every single day. Do you have anxiety? Yeah. Well, it's not a fruit of the spirit. You should have zero anxiety. You should have zero worry. And the Lord was very specific on that. If you delight yourself in me, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. What does that mean? That means delight yourself in my agenda, everything that rings the bell of eternity, mm. my agenda, why I sent my son. So if you can flip and back the heck off all of your efforts in this haste, this grind and operate in my grace, dude, I'm going to put you in places and situations more than you could ever even craft or orchestrate or manipulate ever. I can put a million dollars tomorrow in your bank account. But the reason why I don't, because you, even if, if I did, your foundation isn't secure. Mm -hmm. It would crumble. So those were the moments that I was having in life. Mm. And so the moment that Chantel and I went into, not just, and I'm going to tell you, there's three stages in a person's life. Everybody's going to deal with it. You're going you're, you're gonna to have a crisis of belief, and that's going to be whether, you, whether or not you actually believe that Jesus Christ is God. 
And once you do that, you, that's first stage, that's salvation. The second stage is that most people don't hear about. Well, actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to position it this way. Salvation is, is the first transaction that you're going to do with your Heavenly Father. He's your Savior. The last one is, is you're, going to arrive at, you're going to arrive at death, guaranteed. Now, as you stand before the judgment seat of Christ and your entire life gets consumed with fire, the only things, everything is going to burn. Your time, your talent, your treasure. The only thing that's going to last is what you invested in people, souls. The Lord only cares about one thing. That's people, souls. It's the only thing that's not going to burn. So that's what's going to happen. Guaranteed, everybody is going to arrive there. And everything that you've worked for, your time, the things you've bought, everything's going to be consumed with fire, gone, in a vapor. But the one thing that will not burn is a soul. That said, now you got to rewind the tape and go back. Today, you might come to know who Jesus is for the very first time. Okay, awesome. That's training wheels. Done. You're a believer. You're all in. The second part is this. In between death and now is whether or not you're actually going to become a living sacrifice. Most people say, oh, dude, I'm living, I'm surrendered. I'm surrendered to Jesus, man. It's, it's, I'm surrendered. Really? So I can have your job? You're cool if your career goes away? You're cool if, like, you're, you're going to move? You're willing to move? You're willing to give up your, your spouse and your children? Literally lay all that at the altar and have that completely gone today? Are you willing to take every single red cent that you have and leverage it for the kingdom? Are you willing to say, I'm all in to where he can take me and do with me whatever he wants to do. A lot, a, let, let, me just, let me just show you what Barna Research says about that. And you guys, this is the filter that I run everything through. You, gain, you adapt this filter to your life. Every decision that you make with your time and your money and your talent, everything that you do moving forward is going to have an entirely different lens. Now watch. Barna Research has revealed that for every single person that becomes a Christian, let's just take 100 of them. 50% of those people are going to go to church. That's 50. Of the 50 people that go to church, only 5% of those people are actually going to pursue holiness to move to a place of an ultimate sacrifice in their life. Hmm. I want you to think about the numbers for a minute. Of 100 people, 50 go to church. Out of 50 people that go to church, only 5% are actually going to pursue a life of holiness. To the point where they would say, I'm going to go all in and become a living sacrifice. He can do with me whatever he wants. Where Jesus says, he who's willing to lose his life for my sake will certainly gain it. You want the ultimate life? That's your purpose and everything? Just align your life with his purpose. And you're going to be moved into that territory. So that was where I had to realize what I was missing. I was, I was, I was like a guy that joined a Harley club and got a leather jacket and just had a bike and thought I had an identity. So what I'm saying is I'm encouraging all listeners, dude, you want to be all in? That means that you've literally gone to the sacrifice club. He's not just your savior anymore. He's your Lord. And by the way, the first stage of life after salvation, the enemy doesn't even show up and everybody thinks it's an interference because they can't pay their bills. That's not interference. You're, and I, I'm going to be blunt. The enemy doesn't show up in your life because you're not taking any territory because you're not bearing any fruit because you're kicking your own ass. You're beating yourself up every single day. So he doesn't even need to bother with you. Right. So once you move into a living sacrifice, now you start bearing fruit because all you're doing is putting score, scores on the scoreboard of heaven. Then you your business. Watch out. Now the enemy starts showing up yep. because you're taking territory and you're taking souls. Mm -hmm. That's his, you're taking market share. You are living in a war on foreign soil as an ambassador of Christ, your business and everything that you have, 
everything that you have is his. Therefore, if everything's his, now everything's being leveraged for him. Now you actually have an enemy. So before salvation, you only have one enemy. Before you know who Jesus is, you only have one enemy, and that's God. And he's a good guy. But the moment you become a believer, now you've got a bunch of enemies, the world, the devil, and the flesh. And you're going to spend your life looking at that strategy, which is why I wrote Fear Hunters. you got to overcome these fears of everything that the world has dictated to you and you've been downloaded since the beginning when you were born that you have to overcome so you can step into your calling, dude. And you got to know what the, how the enemy operates and how, how he does his stuff. And the moment I was able to get that grid in my story, that's when things went into the stratosphere. That's when I started taking every single thing that I was going to spend my time doing, writing a book, an asset that'll pay me dividends in the heaven. Anything that'll leverage and bring people into an understanding of who God is and what God's called them to do. So what can I do there? I created online digital courses, NOAA University, to help people in their entrepreneur uh, training. I created the master's program online, which brings people into that fold of helping them steward their time, talent, and money. That's another digital course. I created books that bring people into that conversation to kind of help expose them to that. How do I get that to market? I do podcasts. Um, I do videos. Um, how do I get people into the fold? I still have tent making business where I'm going out and I'm still doing things like Disney, doing art shows. But a big portion of it is I'm raising up ambassadors through my coaching. So you start going from a single place where I thought I was, I was going to live and die an artist. But God says, I'm going to make you an entrepreneur where you have a portfolio approach of creating many assets that go to work for you. And you're going to leverage that for my purpose. You're in the family business and you have a franchise of the kingdom. Mm. And that is really important. So what did that ultimately lead to? What's next for me for the next 5, 10, 15 years? Here's what it is. I have to create a movement of this. We created 100XR, which is an investment platform of assets that we, we, we have tech, we've got real estate, we've got, um, we've got for-profit companies, we've got startups. And I said, I want to take everything that I've learned in my entire lifetime. I want to tie a curriculum to it. So it's 100XR curriculum. I want to tie an investment platform to it. And I want to um, bring a community of a global network of like-minded entrepreneurs that are taking their, their time, talent, and treasure. And we're doing it in one accord to help bring others into the fold in that marketplace leadership. How can we all raise the tide for the kingdom together in collaboration rather than running in silos and in um, just living on an island? Like the more we can lock arms, the more damage we're going to be able yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's exciting for me is leveraging 100XR in that investment platform, community platform, curriculum, the training that's needed so that you can get um, and start ringing the bell for a kingdom purpose in your life. And then we created an, uh, a, a 506 fund that's uh, Monmouth which is for accredited. And so those two, those two platforms for us are uh, wonderful ways for us to take this lifestyle, this understanding of helping you get in that sweet spot and uh, taking it to others. So there's a drink off the fire. Dude, hose. Uh, I, I think our, our, our like, I'm, th I'm just sitting here like nodding my head. Like this is amazing. I mean, I just, and I hope everybody's getting this like, for, for where you were at 16 and 29 and then I don't know how old you are now mid I'm, you're not gonna Dude, guess <laughs> my friend my, my freaking birthday is like coming up I'm 40 I'm gonna be 49 all right I'm 49 tripping. I'm tripping. crushing it at 49 right so he's in his prime so 49 like there's a lot of journey there 
there's a lot of um, yeah. allowing God to purge and allowing God to just kind of crack some of these, you know, scales on your heart, you might call it. Yep. And so I know, you know, you're hearing that. I mean, I remember when I first heard your, your podcast with Joel, I was, I, my heart was on fire. I'm like, this is, this is the purpose. I, I want to live in God's economy, but yeah, that's really, I mean, it's hard, a living sacrifice. This is no like, you know, that's why only 5% do it, right? No, it's only why yep. 5%, that number is so small. So before we get into 100XR, I just want to backtrack a little bit. And I, maybe yep. you could minister to our audience a little bit sure. that how do we really uh, check our values or how do we know if our values are in line with what God's values is, right? Dude, like, yeah. how, can, how can we really, I mean, what is that next step to say, Yes, I, I am in line with God's economy and what I'm building. Like, what is, our, what is our first step even mentally or spiritually that we can begin to think about to really begin to line this up so that we can start taking this? I love that idea of like, let's take ground for the kingdom, but we got to be in line first, right? How do we know we're in line? Um, I've got to, and dude, this is brutal. And this is going to, I don't really care if this pisses people off <laughs> like this <laughs> this statement right here as i went through my mentorships this i i like threw my books down and almost walked out of the room in a way of like that's it um i t i here's one here's one version of it i had a majority of my time my talent my treasure going towards things like they were good things like on the spectrum from like evil to holy, you've got like things that are wholesome, family entertainment and wholesome products and wholesome stuff. And then you got neutral things and then it goes dips down into like unhealthy. And then it goes to like straight up evil. I'm like, well, where do I fall in all that? And all these charities are having me come on board to help like raise money for their charity and like um, use the art and leverage it for that. I'm like, okay. But a guy came up to him. I mean, here's where it gets brutal, you guys. Here's your filter for like, when do you shift? How'd you word it again? How do you, how do you shift to, um, what, how did you describe that again? The uh, filter? Yeah, I mean, just knowing that we're in line, right? In line. Okay, so watch. Yeah, so here's my, for, for the alignment with him, his purpose. Here's what it looks like. A couple things. Would Jesus write this check? And then he, this guy goes to me, he goes, listen, if you're doing philanthropy without the gospel in it, you're making people more comfortable on the way to hell. And I just went, dude, I'm doing good things, but I'm not doing God things. He wouldn't write this check. He wouldn't underwrite this. He's the flipping CEO of all this. He owns this. Here's the other alignment. I'm really busy thinking I'm doing God's work, but I've made him a silent partner. Mm. And then, oh, isn't it nice that he gives me his IP of his kingdom, gives me the franchise, puts me on earth, sacrifices his son with the blood of his son in the pen of writing the check for me, puts me on purpose here, and then maybe I'll give him 10% as a thank you back. When he says, you get to have my IP and the franchise for free, you don't have to give me a royalty back, but it'd be rad if you did but I want to partner with you. I put you here on purpose and I literally want to assemble this life together and build this business and build this life together. I need you to be a vessel of my love to others through your marketplace leadership. And all of that is based on my values. Is your business dedicated to me? Is your family dedicated to me? Your kids dedicated to me? Have you literally taken your agendas and plans 
and visions and strategies and laid them at my feet and say, Lord, you can have them. Do whatever you want with them. And now you can take me and do whatever the heck you want with me. That, sur not surrender. That ain't surrendered. You want sacrifice? Here's sacrifice. Abraham waits for 90 flipping years to get his, his kid. He finally gets it. The Lord goes, really? You believe in me? You, you have faith. You truly believe? I need you to take Isaac up there. I need you to kill him. Sacrifice the one treasure that you've been waiting for for me. Abraham does it. And the moment he raises that knife, why do you think a father can have that much faith, that kind of faith, that he's willing to take the one thing he's waited for forever, for 90 years, and finally sacrifice it back to God? Because I truly believe Abraham knew that he could raise him from the dead. Mm. He truly believed God is who he said he was going to be. Mm. Do we? Do I? Do I really believe he's got my business and my back? Do I truly believe he's going to come through? Which he has for 48 years. We've never been hung high and dry. It's always been supernatural. He always takes care of his kids. And so I just looked at it like, dude, I have got to be smoking what I'm selling. Like, I have to be all in. I have to have that lifestyle mind body soul and spirit my marriage has to exemplify that my kids if i can't take care of the ministry underneath my house i have zero business going out to the world yeah so get your house in order get yourself in order and that's what i teach through 100xr and the masters program that whole curriculum is like let's get your act together so that you can bear as much fruit as possible. Yeah, but I'm afraid that, okay, then read Fair, Fair Hunters. Get over yourself, dude. The enemy loves people staying in healing so that they can just be bowed out of the video game, running in a corner like flipping Fortnite. They're just sitting there like spinning. They're doing nothing. They're not in the game. They're not scoring. They're not making any points. The enemy loves it. Just stay over there, camped out in healing. So my hope and prayer is that, listen, you're going to play broken. Let's just, we got scars, we got wounds, I get it. But you gotta flip in, get in the game. We're gonna play broken. Kobe's done it, flipping Tiger's done it. We're all doing it. We all have wounds, we all have underbellies. But you know what? Drop the fig leaf, be real, stop being a poser, expose who you truly are through your brand, draw people to God through that process, stop doing good things, make it God things, and ultimately ask yourself, is today going to be an investment or am I going to waste it or am I going to spend today? Is what I'm doing today going to show up in eternity? Is everything I'm investing in going to have an eternal value? And then you're going to have some investors and some real estate people that are going to be entrepreneurs on this. And they're going to say this, they're going to go, so dude, I just, I just do this for a living. This doesn't have an eternal value. Yes, it does mm -hmm. dude, because it underwrites everything else. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you work at a grocery store or FedEx truck or dig a ditch. It, all underwrites whatever God's entrusted to you, whoever's in your world, and the influence that you have. So partner with a flipping ministry where people like, for example, for us, we wanted to solve the, 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 the calling that uh, the Lord laid on our heart of special needs children. In the recession, in Chantel retiring, in us making the hardest decisions we've ever made in our life, as a sacrifice, we said, we're going to give when we don't even have the money. We're going to go make decisions and make corporate alliances with the, our, our partners and the people that we make as if we've got $52 million in the bank. Even if I don't have the money, I have to operate as if I do 
have those meetings, have those conversations, get my life, get my financial planners for all my stewardship of where our finances are going to go. That's living fearlessly. You are not going to let your circumstances dictate the decisions you're going to make on building God's kingdom in your life because you don't have it yet. It's never going to happen if you don't step out faithfully in risk because a life of faith requires two things, risk and danger. Hey, I don't have these resources yet, but I'm building my lifestyle to as far as I can take it to be prepared for when they come because I want to be a proper steward of getting my barn ready for the seed to come. So when it comes to Chantel and I with special needs, we said, we're going to go meet with Acres of Love, met Ryan and Herida Ogdenati and said, we're going to commit to a $270,000 home and $90,000 a year to underwrite this thing. Now, most would say, why are you going and committing yourself to something that you can't fulfill? Because if that was the case, if I only did things in my life based on when I've got the resource and the money, there's zero faith in that. Do you guys understand that? Faith says, I'm going to go do it knowing it's going to show up, knowing God is going to provide, knowing and expecting God to do great things. That's a life of living as a fear hunter. You are literally saying, forget the fear. That's false evidence appearing real. I'm literally going to go make this commitment. We did. Two weeks later, we had a, somebody come along in our world and said, hey, we're going to put up the 270 to buy the house. What? Then we started having partners coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we want to come alongside you. And it's on my Instagram on my link tree. You can scroll down to the bottom and help. You can literally come in for five bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month, two bucks. I don't care. We just did it. And now Lord's bringing provision through others. And let me just say this as an encouragement. You are not the entire solution for all these initiatives that you want to do to help build God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. You might be the originator. You might help fuel it. You might have some financial, but most likely you're going to leverage your influence. God's going to take your influence to leverage others, to draw people into that opportunity and that initiative. And that's what's going to help it get done as a collective. You are not all the solutions to everything you are a part of. So for Chantel and I, what do we want our legacy to be? We want to build four forever homes to rescue these special needs orphans in South Africa, which we do. We bring them up all the way up into adulthood. We want to, we want to spend the rest of our lives pouring into uh, kingdom entrepreneurs to help them find their God-given calling and purpose so that they can bear as much fruit as possible in this lifetime. And I'm going to leverage creativity and story to do that. <laughs> There's, oh my goodness. So the masterclass people can go to, to dive in more to this. Cause that you yep. hit on some things there. Just want to let people know if you're like loving this, there are resources for you to, to get more of this, but there's a couple of things he says. Um, first, you got to play broken. You got to get in the game, right? Yep. It, it, there, I love that statement. Nobody plays fully healed, but there's also, we talk about like getting to this place of intentionality where you could begin to, um, like I said, be in alignment. Like there, there, it takes some pause. Like it takes some reflection. It takes mm-hmm. getting on the same page with your wife or your husband mm-hmm. and your finances. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yep. I think for a lot of folks listening to this show, this is just hitting them like a ton of bricks that, you know, maybe the first step is like, you need to slow down and just assess. Hey, take, where some, is- take some in. Yeah. You got to take inventory. And one of the exercises I do is called vital signs. I walk people through the process of doing vital signs. Um, in all those areas of life, career, finances, family, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of that, because 
Uh, it's just like a space shuttle launch. If, if, you're, if you're launching pad, I don't care how many missions you've got. If your launching pad is out of whack, your destination is going to be radically different because it was misaligned. So yeah. the trajectory and it's, going, it's not going to end up where it needs to end up. So yeah. great leaders get really aggressive on this. Great leaders get super aggressive on taking inventory quick, drilling down hard, willing to totally be embarrassed, admit I'm a failure, I need to shore up these things. And the sooner that you do that, um, the sooner that you're going to be able to get to the heart of the matter and really become productive. Yeah. Vital signs is part of the master class. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that something that you could share? Or they need to go into master class in order to get that. Yeah. So here's, I'm going to make an offer to you guys. Um, if, if and I'm just going to be fully unapologetic with it because I, I have a funnel for it or whatever, but we can fast track it. If there's anybody that's really hearing this, that really wants to help. Um, I've got like, I've got the mass, I've got, I've got NOAA University, I've got for business, I've got uh, the master's program, which is um, for your kingdom alignment and all that. I do the vital signs. I've got um, all my masterclass painting uh, modules. I've got all of my courses, negotiating. I've got VIP events. I've got stewardship. I've got it all. It's about a little over 20 grand worth of value, but I just give it all away for free for my, my monthly coaching, which is you do coaching with me, two group calls a month, and that's $9.97 a month. Um, and so if there's anybody that's down for that, uh, you know, we can work that out. Uh, you can hit me through my site, but I really want it to go through you. This is your audience and I want to honor everybody and make sure whoever needs that. I mean, there could be people that are on life support. They're like, dude, I need to shorten some things up and do some um, hardcore work. Um, but uh, this, these are for people that are really ready to roll up their sleeves. And I'll be honest with you, dude. Um, I am not interested and I don't think anybody's interested on the show of just like, Oh, I got more knowledge. I hoarded more knowledge and I put that binder on my shelf and just having that binder there, I can learn by osmosis. You follow me? Like, I'm like, dude, I'm 49. That window's closing quick of yep. life. Wow. I want you to get fruitful freaking quick, dude. Yep. Like, so anybody that wants to roll up their sleeves and get down in the dirt and start becoming productive and fruitful, and really wants to go through that process, dude, I come on, come all. I would love to help you through that process, but I am really intentional. And it's, um, what you're hearing on the show. That's what happens <laughs> on those. Like you're going to get that. You're going to get that twice a month. So if you got a weak stomach to ride a roller coaster, dude, this ain't for you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I think they probably at this point either know that they're in or they're out on something like that. No, I think that's awesome. And I, I think there's the power of, if you just don't know, like you got to get around other people like you you can't yeah. do this on your own because the inertia to get pulled oh, back yeah. into comfort is too strong because there's yep. too many worries there's too many anxieties where jesus talks about the seed that's planted around the, the thorns it, it gets choked out like we need other what do you call it fear hunters is your book right fear we hunters. need yeah other fear hunters in our lives to to show us hey you don't like i love your story and this is the most powerful thing about this episode today is that here's a guy who's saying Hey, I'm alive. I'm okay. I, I've I've made this step. I've taken this step of faith. And guess what? I'm okay. I my my family is okay. I'm healthy. God's providing. And to be able to just see that and yeah. see that you know the decisions, the sacrifices you've made in line with your faith, and you're doing okay. So I, I just think that's the, the well, massive and, thing. And is really, really quick. Yeah. Before I forget. Um, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious when people go, dude, that's just glorified discipleship. Why are you charging for that? You know why? 
because leaders, um, <laughs> oh, my good friend Ivan says this, people who pay, pay attention. Mm. Are you going to invest in yourself? It amazes me what people spend money on, but they won't invest in themselves. They won't invest in their business, their marriage. They'll, they'll, they'll spend, you know, a ton of money on marriage counseling, but they won't spend a ton of money on date nights. So here's what I'm getting at. You want to invest in yourself. It's the smartest thing that you can do. And the smartest thing that I could think that any investor would want to do is not just invest in what they're going to try and get 6% here down on earth. What if you actually invested in your kingdom stewardship that's going to give you 30, 60, 100x in eternity where you need it most? Bro. And whatever you store in heaven, he's going to not only hold it for you, but he can't outspend it once you get it there. Everybody needs to listen to the book by Randy Alcorn called The Law of Rewards. If you want to know what it's going to look like, where it's going to go, his two books, Heaven by Randy Alcorn and The Law of Rewards by Randy Alcorn, that's going to set the stage for what you need to prepare for as an investor in God's kingdom. And you're going to sit there and you can't ignore it anymore. Now, mentorship, guidance, if you don't have it, you're following yourself and you're lost, period. And I just had to, listen, dude, I scoured the earth looking for those individuals that were getting the results I wanted. I wanted their marriage intact, their business intact, their parenting intact, and they didn't, they didn't sacrifice everything at the sake of their family just to build an empire of a, of, of a so-called career as being a great provider and, and finding their identity in that. I wanted to find mentors that had the results that I wanted, where I could arrive in eternity as a billionaire that the Lord incentivizes us through his word to reward us as individuals. So I just want to spend my life exposing those truths. Like literally, I'm going to bang the drum for the rest of my life, praying that God would put me on any podcast or stage to bring people into this lifestyle of understanding his agenda, his purpose, and the franchise as it pertains to you personally. Mm. Man. <laughs> that shouldn't be. I can't do that for free. You realize yeah. the ad invest, like I'm going to invest in you. You know, it, you, oh man. I mean, that's why we have the, uh, you, it's capital, like capital. I love that. Like you, you have to pay to play. You have to pay because it's called, it's going to cost you something. And I think a lot of us just, just kind of want to get it. You know, we would just want to, we want it for free or, and I'm not even talking about money anymore. Right. It, to grow. And I, this is when I came to Christ, I heard a message in a sermon said, if you want to grow closer to God, there's always going to be some type of sacrifice that has to be made, right? And like, if you want to go to the next step, and for me, that was a relationship that I had to get rid of in my life, uh, which brought me, which really left room for God to actually come into my life. And it's the yeah. same thing here. Um, and so well said, well said. Man, I know we're running out of time here, and, and I really did yep. want to, um, I guess, briefly, if they want to learn more about 100XR, because this, I think what you're building there is going to be really helpful for our audience yeah. and for me, yeah. how can we go learn about 100XR? And, and again, maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so 100XR is a wonderful platform, online online community. Uh, well, a few things that are going to get there. Opportunity to invest in A-plus regulation funds. So multiple companies on in that platform. So uh, we'll have uh, a, a few, you know, real estate. We've got tech. We've got startups. We've got for-profit companies that will be on that um, platform. Uh, investors will be able to invest in a, uh, each one of those A-plus regulations. We then have the community, uh, global community of influencers that want to come in, become a member, and take this message of everything that we're talking about in any field that you've got. And collectively, we take this around the world, holding events, 
um, holding workshops, helping people come in to learn how to invest, learn how to build community through your influence. And so it has three components, the community, the investment, but the curriculum. And through that, collectively, all of us, that's what's so beautiful. It's like, if we were doing an event right now, we've got people in real estate, we've got people in the arts, we've got people in just marketplace leadership. We've got all these folks that are all combined in one thing, raising the tide for the kingdom. So as we invest, here's the great thing is everybody invests in these companies, which are kingdom-based businesses that can become for-profit, and we can then fuel other uh, kingdom-based initiatives and companies and help them go A-plus, as well as... Um, acquire more real estate, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful offering and lifestyle for us to be able to do life together and uh, see fruit that goes out to raising, like literally, <laughs> when we started this and we went all in, I said, listen, we're going to take all of our resources and assets and everything, and we're going to like push this into this and say, everybody, who wants to go with us? I've never seen any of, I've never seen, I've never seen that happen. I've never seen a platform where everybody says, hey, we're going to share all of our expertise. We're all going to do this together. We're going to show you how to do it so that you can not only build wealth, influence, but train others how to do it and watch fruit go out to the kingdom. Literally, we want to become the greatest investors in God's kingdom as possible together. We are not tied to a church. We are not. Um, we are literally a parachurch that wants to help invade the marketplace mm. and ignite people into their calling. So mm. that's what 100XRs are all about. Um, We've spent the last three years building it. It'll be going live here within the next 30 days. Um, I'll be able to give the domain out here on the show notes, or you guys can just hit me up. If, you're, if you pay attention to my platform, um, I, um, we already have the URL up, but I want to make sure that everything's in order before we go public with it. Sure. Yeah, no worries. Just share that, with me whenever you get it. Yeah. And I can you know, either put it on our Facebook page, which by the way, we have a Facebook page, no audience. You can go check that out, Kingdom Capitalist, at Kingdom Capitalist. So we'll, we can share it there. Um, yeah. as well, if we don't make it by the time the show produces. Noah, uh, brother, I am so grateful for you, man. I, I'm so grateful for the way God's using you and using your message. There is, I think, even a lot here for me that I need to say, man, I, am, am I really in line, right? It is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I need to do some of those uh, assessments we were talking about, um, and I, I'm sure a lot of people are doing that as well. Uh, so mm -hmm. thank you again for your, for your witness, for your message, for your boldness. Uh, it's a message that um, we're not really... I, we're not really talking about enough. And I'm, I'm sure this probably is one of the first podcast shows that, uh, that they, that our audience has listened to where that this has come up. So I'm grateful. I, I know this is challenging for everyone who's listening and, and I hope nobody's going to shy away from this. Like it's okay to feel uncomfortable about some of the things that were yeah. said today, that that's yeah. the progress of growth. And so if you agree or disagree, like that's not the point. The point is that I, I hope, there's a level of discomfort that's happening in your heart and in your mind right now that's causing you to at least think differently. Um, mm. That's that's the 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 pro, the path of progress, the path of going to the next mm. level, the path of growing as a kingdom leader, kingdom capitalist. So, Noah, thanks yeah. for uh, making us do that today, brother. Let me. Oh, you're welcome. Can I thirty second close here? Yeah. We talked about a lot of intense stuff and strategies and kind of some paradigm shifts. Here's the deal. God loves you so much that he sent his son, John 3, 16, that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. He loves you that much. Now, if you just accept him as your Lord and Savior and receive the free gift of grace of who Jesus is, you are a child of God. And for some of you that are, that are praying that right now, Lord, come into my heart. Make me anew. I, I surrender myself to you. Take all that I have as a sacrifice. Forgive my sins, my shortcomings. 
but I'm dedicating my life to you. And for those of you who are rededicating your life to him, of just saying, hey, I've been playing small, but Lord, I made a commitment to you a while ago and I'm laying my life at your feet. I'm renewing my, my spirit with you. Take hold of my heart and that your Holy Spirit would ignite my soul to live for your purpose and operate in your grace and that free gift of your love. My prayer would be for both of those folks that they would receive that free gift of grace, operate in that grace as they go about their days, knowing that their Heavenly Father has them and they're not doing life on self-will. We talk, so that's, that's ensuring that your salvation is secure. Second, second is this. If you did nothing of what we talked about, you'll be in eternity. You'll be there. And as you read scripture, you'll see that Jesus disrupted people's lives with, hey, are you saved? Yes or no? Uh, or if the answer is no, would you like to be saved? And they go from lost to saved. But for the believer that's been around for a while, that's been saved, what's the good news for that believer? That what you do between now and death not only matters, but will be measured. And by the law of rewards that he says is in his, as you look at the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom is the most exciting thing a leader, entrepreneur will ever hear. And that is, if you partner with me, you will become the greatest investor in God's kingdom and helping me build my kingdom. If you're up for that, I'll reward you for that 30, 60, 100x. So defer and deposit everything, which might mean you might need to make your life a little bit smaller here. That's okay, but you're going to gain more there. So are you willing to live in that, in that sweet spot of grace? Hey, I'm saved. You can't do anything to, like, you going big and bold isn't going to make him love you anymore. Yeah. So if you kick it, it doesn't mean he loves you any less. I just want to ensure you today, be ambitious. Be driven, be an achiever, but make sure your weapon is pointed at his kingdom, not yours. That's it. Thank you, Noah. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to end. That's a great ending. I'm going to stop right there, man. Like, boom, we'll just end on that sucker right there. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind. And even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.